recorded in progress. I don't consent to being recorded. What is this yeah. bullshit? Yeah, neither do I. <laughs> it's on my end. <laughs> <laughs> Goodbye. Should we just start it from there saying I don't consent to? <laughs> <laughs> Can do. Okay. So I shall count as in. So three, two, one. Welcome to POV Podcast, first podcast of 2022. Oh yeah, it's too it early in the day for this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but we're doing it, so yay! <laughs> How is everyone doing? I'm good. I'm good. I went, I went protesting yesterday, so that was fun. Will went to kill the bill. I did, and not that's not um... the popular ITV drama. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, that's it's, not. It, it, um... it, it... It, it was not a protest levied at everyone who was called Will. It was a. It was. It was. Um, or Quentin Tarantino. It was an anti-authoritarian protest. Good stuff. I don't know. I guess that strikes me as something Quentin Tarantino would be against. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What police overreach? Yeah. I agree. Does anyone remember that interview he did for Django Unchained, where he was? He said, "I'm going to shut your butt down." I'm shutting your butt down. When is it? <laughs> What was the guy called in Channel Four? Is he Krishnan Guru Murthy? Oh, yeah, I, yeah. I know, I know of him. I, he, he was asking yeah, him about man. violence in his films and the uncomfortable amount of times the N word is said in that film, written by a white yeah. man. Yeah, isn't, isn't like the, the phrase "I'm going to shut your butt down"? It just sounds very American. Like, I feel like I've got it is incredibly. Oh, shut your ass down, mate. Uh, but it probably got like more kind of f word later. Like if he was angry, a British person shut it, like, you slag. Yeah, <laughs> fuck off, mate. Fuck you. Where you live? <laughs> I'm, I'm Ronnie. Live. I'm Ronnie fucking Pickering. <laughs> yeah, F- every, fucking embarrassing. Every British actor is a Peaky Blinders stereotype. Peaky Blinders. I was watching. I was watching. Um, Sherlock Holmes 2 this week, and the Pringles man from Peaky Blinders is in Sherlock Holmes 2. <laughs> is, that, is, is that the character? I can't remember name? what he's called. Is he called Arthur, the violent one? Uh, I say uh, you, They're you've all seen quite more violent. of it than I have. Yeah. Also, why is the. I know this is unrelated to what we're supposed to be talking about. Why is there like a big subset of men who think that Tommy Shelby's a role model? He's Easy. literally a. Like, he's a criminal. He's a murderer. I saw a, a meme the other day that just said. Uh, role models who shouldn't be role models, and it was, I think the Joker was on it like three times. Yeah, well, it's, it, that, that's like kind of anti-hero. You know, you look at kind yeah. of Scarface and The Godfather. Kind of, there, there, there is a subset culture of like they they, yeah. they put they put these gangsters on a, on a pedestal as as kind of role models and heroes, where they're, they're just evil people. Yeah, yeah they do, it's happened with pirates and Vikings as well. We look at Pirates of the Get Caribbean. That Sigma grind set by and, disrespecting uh, <laughs> women and committing crimes. Actually, I don't think Tommy Shelby disrespects women in Peaky Blinders. No, he actually doesn't. He tell I, th- them I think one like... of the most prominent characters is a female, I think she's called Polly or something like that. I stopped watching it after season three. Uh, yeah, I wouldn't know. I've not seen it. <laughs> but she's, all, all, the, the all the female characters in it are like my quite my strong. main exposure to Peaky Blinders is that one meme I find really funny. She's just him going, "Where the fuck have you been?" It's just. <laughs> <laughs> uh, has anyone seen the news this week about a girl who went on a date with Leonardo DiCaprio? Why was she? Um, did he discover that she was twenty five? Maybe. I, I, but I, I, this I, is I, the greatest I, thing I've ever heard. 
<laughs> I think I've, I think I've seen this tweet. I'm pretty sure that's the, it's like an onion esque account. Uh, surely. Is it? Because this is really upsetting. <laughs> nah, Basically, what, what I saw <laughs> was this girl went on a date with Leonardo, Di- Leonardo DiCaprio, and that um, he hired an entire cinema out made her watch all nine Star Wars films and ran around with a toy lightsaber. <laughs> oh, is that... Um, I saw a meme based on that um, because the woman in question, I think, was in Bojack Horseman or is referenced in Bojack Horseman. Um, I, saw, I, saw, I saw a meme based on that, but I don't know if that's a legit story or not. I hope it is, because that sounds like a great date. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yeah, sh- 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 I'm going to Google it right now. Yeah, I'm, um, I'm, 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 I'm pretty Finimer. sure they came from, like... Less cinephiles and they're, they're very kind of the, the onion esque. We really need <laughs> to bring notes to this, don't we? We're ready prepared. Uh, n- <laughs> no, Leonardo DiCaprio did not force oh. Camilla Marone to watch Star Wars, apparently. Apparently, though, he forced Jonah Hill to watch The Mandalorian when they lived together in lockdown, and Jonah Hill <laughs> hated it. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, I can kind of I can kind of imagine Leonardo DiCaprio being a lot to live with. Yeah. What's everyone yeah. watching currently? Are you watching any good films or TV series? Um, um, I'm kind of watching Snowpiercer, the series. Uh, I, I want to watch it, but everyone's told me it's shit. I know, it's, I've, I've finally enjoyed it. Um, I'm kind of halfway through season two, and season three is being released the 25th of January. Uh, okay. so I really like the film. I've I've not seen the film uh, because we watched the first episode of the the, the series. I was like, I'll just watch a series, and then afterwards I watched the film. Um, okay. But no, it's good. Like it's it's not. Um, you can see it's not the most kind of highest budget uh, series, um, as because it's set in a train. You probably see the same four carriages over <laughs> and over again. Um, but no, it's, it, it is good. It kind of encapsulates that uh, kind of rich versus poor struggle. Um, yeah, and. Uh, Old Sean Bean or Sean Bourne. See, Sean Bourne. <laughs> Sam Bayon. He's he's kind of brilliant in it. So um no, he's, I, he's I, good I, in everything, uh, Sean Bean, apart from when he's, uh, he's trying to break into Neil Warnock's house for getting Sheffield United relegated. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Neil Warnock though. You know? uh, my sister used to live above a chippy in Sheffield, uh, which was owned by Sean Bean's nephew. And if you went in, there was like Lord of the Rings memorabilia. And if you go on the website, there's a bit, it's like, what's Sean eat fish and chips? <laughs> yeah, it was uh, the rest of it. The, the memorabilia bit of it was pretty cool. But I remember thinking, like, is anyone dying to watch Sean Bean eat, eat some chips? I could not imagine anything worse than having a camera shoved <laughs> in my face while I was eating. Well, because you're just there. Like, like, no one eats fish and chips in like a refined way. I look like a gremlin. When it's I like, eat fish a, and like Ed Miliband with, with the bacon sandwich. <laughs> We're all Ed Miliband. But um, after the after oh. the shit show that's been going on this week, do you not can you not help but feel like we were a bit harsh on Ed Miliband for that sandwich? <laughs> Incredibly so. I thought he looked hot, but you know, it's... <laughs> um, a little work out trivia for you. Does anyone know Sean Bean's real name? Um, Born Sheen, Seanathan <laughs> Barnathan. <laughs> uh, you, you, you're close. It, it is Sean Bean, but it's spelt the kind of the traditional way of S H A U N. Oh, he, he changed it to his his, his Irish version. Ah, uh, Sean Bean. Is spelled I was going to say, spelled. is it an Irish? Is it is the original way of spelling it like some really convoluted Irish spelling where it just sounds like four yeah. words, but it's about twelve? Seen <laughs> Bean. <laughs> 
And on this week, xenophobia against the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> you just hear an explosion outside. <laughs> oh, God. oh, come on, Ed. Stop it. <laughs> M to the um, B, bang. <laughs> so, yeah, you've been watching Snowpiercer. Has anyone watched Succession? No. no, but I've, I've I've heard like I've heard a lot of good things. because it's not this third season, but I've not heard of it. Did, I only heard about it at the back end of last year. As soon yeah. as you asked um, what we were watching, literally every single thing I've watched in the past two weeks just left my head. Yeah, <laughs> so exactly. I, 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 I don't I, remember. Um, I did. I did watch that animated film that came out like on Friday called The House on Netflix. Oh, is it? I've seen that this morning when I went on Netflix. It looks interesting. So me and Elle saw it and on Netflix and both went, "Oh, that kind of looks like a Fantastic Mr. Fox esque thing," because it said it was a dark comedy. Got the dark bit. Don't know where the comedy <laughs> bit was because it wasn't funny. It was just bleak. And kind of creepy. Maybe it's good something though. the Tories would find funny. Probably. Um, but it's good. Stop, if you, if you got him, got him, <laughs> got him, got him. The political Fine. discourse. <laughs> but um, no, if you want something weird to watch um, and want to feel slightly odd for a couple of hours after watching <laughs> it, I'd recommend it. But, uh, ah, that sounds good. But um, going back to Succession, it's really good, but you hate every single character on it. <laughs> it's about this like rich that, family who all hate each other but want to be in power. I feel like that's kind of the in thing at the moment. You know, there's there's a lot of shows where every character you just hate, yeah. and uh, you know, you look you look at kind of um, Always Sunny or, or kind of Shit's Creek, the Arrested you know, Development. Yeah, it's yeah. like people just love to hate characters because. You just want to kind of see them get kind of hated more. It's it's <laughs> it's, it's people put people um, kind of nowadays enjoy the fall rather than the rise. Yeah, um, I don't care for Job. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I sent you but, both the opening titles for Peacemaker yesterday. Peacemaker. Oh yeah, yeah. The John yeah. Cena, the Suicide Squad spin-off. Uh, what yeah, did I you guys think of say... that opening? <laughs> that that's pretty much if I'm if I need to focus on anything, that's what my brain's doing. Something along <laughs> those lines. I just thought it looked great and uh, desperate for HBO Max to <laughs> come out in this country. Yeah, is it still not over here yet? No, because no. something to do with Sky. Sky is, is literally Sky. Every single streaming service that is trying to come over here has been delayed because of Sky. Uh, Same Plus. with Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah, Disney Plus, the, the the WWE network, they they were delayed because of Sky. It took me an, an extra year. <laughs> the two big Rupert ones. Murdoch. Yeah. <laughs> I don't actually know if Rupert Murdoch has anything to do with Sky. I think I think he's I think, I think he, he still does, owns yeah. him. Or the Universal yeah. bought Sky now. So we can blame Rupert Murdoch for the lack of uh, contemporary entertainment over yeah. here. HBO Max. Um, I think Peacock. It's not come over just yet because of it. Yeah. Um, Thank so, God for yeah. Now TV, we got to watch Zack Snyder's Justice League, where I yeah. aged at least 10 years while I was watching it. <laughs> but I'll Look, Zaddy. I, Zaddy I, I, am, I am Martian, man. Great. I don't even know who you are. <laughs> <laughs> it's actually Martian Manhunter. Yeah, God. Will, oh, what, are you uh, a fan? Oh no, how dare I forget the Fake name fan. of a character who's <laughs> not fan. even going to get his own film. 
I'm such a fan. I'm going to turn my webcam into uh, Chrome or black and white. The the <laughs> yeah. way it's not, it's not put it in four, in four by three. I was going to say my my webcam will never be <laughs> yeah. four by three. Just like, just like, <laughs> so we all look gigantic. <laughs> yeah, white Putin's again. Okay. That sounds like Will, Will. That sounded like Will was doing like opening credits then. But um, I am. So this is our this is our Hanforth Parish Council. I was going to say that came out last year, didn't it? And that was like a film in itself because it because it had the authority. You have no authority, Jackie Weaver. No authority. What, what does he show? May I interject? Um, read them and understand them. Read them and understand. <laughs> <laughs> that was—I think—that was the greatest thing to happen in 2021. Yeah, fuck and the that, vaccine. It, 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 was, <laughs> <laughs> it, it was like um, a film in itself because it had opening credits. Oh, yeah, like, every, everyone's names covered up. It was a director's cut. You could watch the uncut version. The three hour, the three and a half hour. Release yeah, that the was like, cut. I remember <laughs> you showing cut. me like the initial version that was like I think it was about forty minutes or something. And I was like, "Fuck it, hell, this is well long." And then you were like, "Oh no, there's the uncut one, which is almost <laughs> three hours long." And I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> that's, uh, that's that's how efficient Britain is. They they released the Snyder cut within a year. On the yeah, day, it came out. On, the, on the day, like yeah, the day after it happened. Yeah, um, I, watched, I watched it four by three, and then black and white. It was it was <laughs> enhanced the experience. Oh, <laughs> you listen oh. to like depressing Nick Cave songs and Leonard Cohen songs that shouldn't really fit. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. Job, How much of this are we actually keeping in the final edit? Because we, we like, I, I quite like a little ramble. Immediately gone off, <laughs> off topic. <laughs> we didn't even get on topic. The topic's uh, just okay. not even arrived yet. So let's get on topic now. <laughs> yes. Um, so the best of 2021, because I was on furlough for most of 2021, I actually was able to watch quite a lot of films. Oh, so what yeah, are that, we... That's the reason why. Yeah, so what are we doing? doing? Are we are we ranking them or are we roasting well, I was gonna them? Say, I was going to give my top 10 films, but I think I've seen more, more films out of the two of you. Yeah, yeah. If you just go through your top ten, and we'll kind of chip in where we can because yeah, um, right. We've got I, honor- I've got some honourable mentions. Oh Christ, there's more. Uh, <laughs> June fell out of my top fifteen because I there was a couple of late covers that were really really good and were a little bit better. Rip June. We yeah. said June was good, but it felt incomplete. But, June well, is a film that's either going to be really good when part two comes out, or it'll just feel like half a film forever. It was. It was exactly what I expected from Denise uh, Villeneuve uh, film uh, in cover kind of a, a Dune, the, the, the ver- his version of Dune. That's exactly what I imagined. There's just there's just so much lore to, to, mm. to do. I've been reading the book and fuck me, it's dense. <laughs> <laughs> it's dense. Yeah, I and I that, couldn't finish the book when I tried to read it. There's just too much in it. But yeah. uh, so going into um, no, on, sorry, go on. And, and and the main character is called Paul. <laughs> yes, and he's got a best friend called Duncan. I saw a meme a while back. It just said, "Girls talk when girls like you, they talk to you in a higher in a higher pitch." It said, "Girls talking to me," and it was that guy singing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I'll just go through my. Uh, honourable mentions quickly so Zack Snyder's Justice League we've done a whole podcast on that so I'm not going to yeah, go into that if you want to listen to it if you go quite, if you go a few episodes back it's there 
Um, number 14 was The Power of the Dog, which was a Benedict Cumberbatch film directed by Jane Campion. It's on Netflix. It's really good, but it's really slow. It's uh, a Western, which I, I like a good Western. Isn't, isn't many made nowadays. Is there, is there any dogs in the film? There is not. <laughs> Zero out of ten. It's, <laughs> meta- <laughs> it's metaphorical. <laughs> Zero whoops. <laughs> Let's just say, when they do mention a dog, I do not see the thing, so I would not get on well with Benedict Cumberbatch's character. In oh, this no. film... Um, number 13, Don't Look Up, was a bit of a nice running in right at the end there. Yeah, it like that was like a proper 11th hour film, that wasn't it? Yeah, and I was saying before we recorded 2021 book ended by two end of days comic films with Green yeah. and Don't Look Up. One was really funny, <laughs> one is devastatingly sad. But I, which uh... one? <laughs> I mean, I think they're both, they're both pretty I found both of them quite sad, actually. Yeah, like, um, I mean, I will say, like, watching climate change deniers and right-wingers try to justify enjoying Don't Look Up is quite funny. Yeah, Because like, it it's literally it, about it definitely, them. definitely, like, prodded the right people it was supposed to with the cattle prod. Yeah. And- I remember someone being like, oh, it takes aim at everybody. But I was like, not really. Like, it has some very mild sort of jabs at maybe more liberal leaning people but i think on average it's like if you're like a climate change denier you're fucking stupid so yeah uh number 12 was perhaps the film i found the most fun of 2021 which was monkey versus lizard oh what chunky versus monkey (laughs) godzilla versus kong it was just a lot i think that was the first film i I oh, watched. I also saw that. We saw, yeah, I, I yeah, watched yeah. it with uh, you. Apart from yeah. Greenland, actually, but the first, the first film I watched in the cinema for a long time, because um, it came out on streaming services before, although at the same time. Yeah, but luckily I, I got a new TV last year, so I thought when I saw Godzilla was available to rent, I rented it, and it looked great on 4K. But I was oh, like, I've had that I, for I, about a year now, right? A that year, new TV? next month or something. I but, remember. Um, I remember. Um, I remember. Was trying to get it in the car. Fuck me. <laughs> Uh, it was just so much fun. It was it, literally it was like, very good. It was exactly we, what I wanted. Exactly. It, it was just ridiculous. Evil Godzilla chuckling. Uh, I, I, that was the best I, I bit when, when Godzilla laughed. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't know if you've seen the, the, the CGI uh, breakdown from uh, Corridor Crew who do uh, Godzilla versus Kong, but um, they kind of pick it up. Well, they kind of just praise it because it is kind it of. It looks fantastic. so good. It's probably one of the yeah. best uses of CGI I've ever seen. That, that that ship battle where they're just it's so good, wasn't ship, it? Ship. I'm like, this is like exactly what I did I'm, as a kid. I, it was so like, annoying because there was barely any adverts for it until like two or three months before it came out. All we got was one shot of Kong Absolutely. punching gods. At, there he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the chunky Jason lad is holding up a Godzilla toy. Oh, oh yeah. The, 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 only clip, the, <laughs> the, the only clip we saw of it was God was Kong punching Godzilla on a boat, and I was like, I, I'm down. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that. Well, it's all there on the in the title. Uh, yeah, that, that, that was that was the film that got me back into the cinema after the, the I, pandemic. I, I wish that was the film that got me back into the cinema, but unfortunately, <laughs> it was Tenet in twenty twenty, which was fucking shit. I've, I've yet to watch that. <laughs> I've yet to watch it. I always forget that we went and saw Tenet. I yeah, still have no idea. But we're not going to talk about Tenet. We're going to talk about much better films. <laughs> um, so number 11, unfortunately, this slid out of my top 10, was Judas and the Black Messiah, which is about Fred Hampton, the leader of the Black Panthers, and how mm. the FBI planted someone 
in the Black Panthers to betray him. It's a really good film. And Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out is the main character in it. And yeah. Lakeith Stanfield's also in it. For some reason, they were both nominated for supporting actor at the Oscars. Hmm. And it should have been best best Daniel Kaluuya won it, but I I personally think Lakeith Stanfield should have won it because he's a great actor. He's really underrated. Uh, But both are great. Lakeith Stanfield. But it's just horrible looking at what the FBI actually did. Um, Oh oh yeah, how they treated black people in the sixties and seventies. So the FBI killed Martin Luther King. I won't. (laughs) I won't say anything. Oh no, who's on the roof? Just try and stop me. <laughs> um, so we're going to get into. I won't, I'm not going to say much about it because if if you know your stuff about the Black Panthers, if you studied GCSE history and the American Civil Rights Movement, you'll have definitely learned about Fred Hampton. Maybe depending on which uh, syllabus it was, is it AQA or edXL or something? Was it? We uh, did not learn about Fred Hampton, but we did learn was, about the Black Panthers. I, I was the. We check the Welsh Joint Education Committee. Fucking hell, that's boring. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good history module. It was like they we did like civil rights and American culture, but yeah, yeah we, we did ours and we watched like Mississippi Burning and stuff like that. Yeah, we did um, quite. A, I think we did quite an extensive one on civil rights when I was in year nine. It's a really cool did, subject to learn about. But but they did that typical teaching it from a white perspective thing, which is Martin Luther King said a nice speech and then racism was over. <laughs> and it's like... That's, mm. how, it That's how it works. I mean, come on, Will. <laughs> yeah. Uh, after, after 1963, no racism ha- ever happened again. Exactly. Yeah. Everything's fine now. Uh, <laughs> so I'm going to go into the top 10. So coming in at number 10 is A Quiet Place Part 2. That was a, that was a good sequel. I, I was surprised yeah. by that. So that's another um, film you saw, Jason. Yeah, I know. I've, I've I've gone for an S like. Oh yeah, there's a bit on in that where I can't remember the, the main character is a deaf girl, yeah. and she goes off on her own to find other people. Um, there's a bit on the train that scared the shit out of me when she's going through, and you can see one of the monsters coming behind her, but she can't hear anything. And yeah. then it's a jump scare, but it's a good jump scare. And I don't really like them because I think they're lazy. Uh, yeah. It's like a pigeon or something, just like jumps out at the screen. And in the cinema, I absolutely shat myself at that bit. <laughs> Zero out of ten. They did not title it Too Quiet, Too Place. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, it was just a really good sequel. Maybe yeah. not necessary, but no, I, I enjoyed it greatly. I personally... yeah, but so, Some of our favourite films are regarded as unnecessary. Like, <laughs> we, 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 we love Rogue One. And that yeah. film doesn't need to exist. Um, personally, the, as soon as the little boy got his leg stuck in that bear trap, I'd have just killed him straight away. Because <laughs> he just starts screaming. They all have to be quiet. I'd just be like, sorry, son. They've already dealt, they've already dealt with the child death in the first one. Um, oh, no, God, I, yeah. I, I, um, I, I, st- I still listen to the soundtrack yeah, to this day. It's a fantastic soundtrack. And that, that, that kind of ends sequence is it's brilliant the bit on the island was great i thought yeah i yeah it was, a, it was a really good sequel i've i i was apprehensive i was surprised Happy it, days. it's always nice to see jim from the office isn't it? it's the... yeah yeah um so going on to number nine this is a completely unnecessary film but it was great again <laughs> which is west side story i love the original one yeah 
Um, I've, I've not seen the remake. Just, uh, it's Steven Spielberg, and it's just unless it's the Lost World, uh, you can't really <laughs> go wrong with Steven Spielberg. I don't think everything I've seen him, even the Lost World, has enjoyable bits, but uh, it captured the spirit of the original really well. And the themes of inequality amongst Americans and immigrants as well. And yeah, it's just the whole performance America. was it's just yeah, all the performance I like what I like about Steven Spielberg, he doesn't really use famous actors in his films. Yeah. And they're all just amazing in it. They they all sing really well. Um the lady who plays Anita won an award this week at the Golden Globes, I think. Swish. And she's probably the best bit about the film. And it is it a very sad moving film if you've seen the original you you know what happens i mean it's been out for 50 years now <laughs> yeah <laughs> donkey years and it's based on a very classic shakespeare play yeah Woo. and um which play actually <laughs> the name just escaped me romeo and juliet there we go yeah so, so <laughs> i just had an absolute like, brain if, if, there's, if there's ever a film with two factions in it and they say Romeo it's inspired by Shakespeare. Yeah, it's Romeo and Juliet. <laughs> I was trying not to like ruin it because everyone knows Romeo and Juliet. But no, that's, but yeah, that's my brain just went completely blank then. I almost said Hamlet. Jumio and Roliet. Oh, that's, um, that's that But yeah, it was really good. My mum cried, but my mum cries at literally every film and I knew she was crying because the whole role we were on was bouncing. <laughs> How does your mum cry? Does she, she literally. <laughs> she, I look, like, do you know, like the Theresa May gif of her laughing? Like, oh. but do, not was, like, do not liken mum to Theresa May. That's just me. Yeah, because I, I I can't see Theresa May laughing about like a fish chucked <laughs> <laughs> into her mouth. All right. I love that. We've got 10 minutes before this first half. Fucking uh, hell. We've not even got out. to the list yet. We're, we're, we're in the list, but. Um, we're, in, we're in the list. <laughs> We're not, we're, we're not in the top ten yet, are we? We're in the honourable mentions. We're in my still. top ten. Oh, oh. <laughs> Stop wasting time. <laughs> Fuck off. Um, right, so I'll go on to my next one, then we'll stop, and then we'll start another one. Uh, number eight is... Uh, this flopped at the box office. Um, that's the West Side Story, actually. There's been a lot of flops this year, which didn't... Been at the same time as Spider-Man. Yeah, um, this one... Uh, had a lot of old man shouts at cloud energy by the director for blaming oh. millennials for not watching it and being too focused <laughs> on the phone. Um, this was The Last Jewel by Ridley Scott, and it is fucking amazing, this film. Uh, he's had a, a weird year because he released The House of Gucci, which just looks insane, but terrible. And But then also <laughs> released The Last Jewel, which came out a month before. And it's just great. Um, the poems, Adam Driver's in it, Matt Damon's in it, Jodie Comer's in it, Ben Affleck. Um, I do like Jodie Comer's. I think Matt Damon and yeah. Ben Affleck wrote it together as well. And you've seen from previous films that they've wrote, they know what they're doing yeah. when it comes to that. Because they've wrote... Argo, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah, Argo, um, Good Will Hunting come to mind as well. And so it's about a story of a, a noble lady who was raped in the 1300s in medieval France. And it does the story from three different points of view. So you do it from, you get it from Matt Damon's point of view first, then Adam Driver's point of view, and then Jodie Comer's point of view. And it's all, it's essentially the same story three times, but it's filmed really well. And there's lots, there's plenty of action scenes in it. And Ridley Scott's amazing at doing huge battle scenes. If you've seen Gladiator and Kingdom of Heaven, you know, he, he knows his stuff when it comes to that. So that goes up there. It is horrendously bleak though. 
Let's just put it that way. Yeah. It's a story about rape and murder. (laughs) In medieval times. Exactly. And it has an incredibly satisfying ending, shall we say. Yeah. Strongly recommend people watch it if they can. Well, I I watched it in three bits and I enjoyed it much more for doing that. So just because I I watched that a bit before work every day. Uh, So I was able to focus more on each individual storyline rather than take it all in at once. But uh, there are some really uncomfortable moments in it and it shows how backwards society was back then. Because I think um, I think it may be hinted at in the film that she becomes pregnant through her horrible ordeal, shall we say. And um, it goes to court and they say a woman can't get pregnant unless she enjoys it. That's science. Uh... And stuff like that. And I was watching it and I was like... This the was thing set is, nearly 900 years ago. <laughs> we haven't really that moved still on. say that? Yeah, I was going to say, that's upsetting. Yeah. So I think that was there on purpose. Yeah. I mean, there's literally like an American senator who said that in like 2018, something it like that. Would not at all surprise me if, if that's like the, 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 the human body has things to shut down in these sorts of instances. She must have lacked it. It's like, oh, fuck off. Yeah, fuck so off. there is a lot of moments like that. And... It just makes you hate like aristocracy and royalty and stuff like that more. Yeah. Uh, it, it does make yeah. me laugh that they go on about how this character played by Adam Driver is spectacularly good looking. And he's I mean, played by Adam Driver. But I think he's got a lot, quite a lot of charisma. I think Adam Driver's quite good looking. Charisma. In a, in a, in a, in a non, in a, maybe not a conventionally attractive way, but he's pretty good looking. I'd give him, I, I'd give him a cheeky smooch if he asked. <laughs> um, so yeah, last year, go and watch it if you can. The next one I know Jason has watched, but you haven't, Will. Oh. Uh, which was No Time to Die. Oh, yes. I absolutely love this film. And I still need to see it. Oh, you, you watched it without me. You didn't wait for me and my partner to come <laughs> up for Christmas. You watched it without me. I felt well left out. He, he does that. <laughs> oh, right, yeah, Avengers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to be watch- fair, yeah. <laughs> We'll go uh, see it at half eleven, Will. But don't tell Jason. <laughs> well, Ed, I don't even have Jason on Facebook. Uh, if you do it. Just don't tell him. What were your thoughts on No Time to Die? I thought it was a very good Bond film. Um, Let's not spoil it for Will here. <laughs> yeah, I, was, I, I had issues with the end, and the villain wasn't amazing. Um, but no, it was, it was good action. It was um, a good round story, I thought. For yeah. Daniel yeah, Craig, and he actually looked like he enjoyed being there. I think it because it was his last one. Yeah, <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I don't imagine. I don't imagine he enjoyed the press junket much, though. The what, longest, the, the press, the, press yeah, the longest press junket of all time. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah um, I love the theme. The Billy Eilish theme is great, which came out two years ago. What yeah. uh, three three years ago, twenty nineteen, oh, yeah. when it was released. <laughs> um, Fuck. <laughs> but yeah, all the, all the cast in it were great. It was nice to. See Ben Whishaw as Q again. He's always great to watch. And Ray Fiennes is cool as well. He just oozes. Is work. that you, God? <laughs> and also um, Anna de, de Armas. Oh, know. God. Yeah, yeah. From Knives Out. Yeah. She was, she was very good as well. Well, those films came out in, what was it, 2019 and 2020? So it would have been really cool to have seen mm. them sort of like bookend <laughs> one another uh, so closely. But it's a really... You can tell the, those are the two actors that obviously really get on well with each other. I feel like uh, Daniel Craig should like look, uh, like the last scene would have been like look to the camera and 
do a Benoit Blanc impression. <laughs> <laughs> and then knives out his cannon. <laughs> Sweet bean. <laughs> it, like the, the opening credits roll, but instead of Billie Eilish's song, it's just Daniel Craig going, The thought of you stays bright. <laughs> um, but yeah, no time to that. It was a. I've, I've, the Daniel Craig Bond films are the only Bond films I've seen. Oh, wow. So uh, I, I thought it was a solid ending to a solid interpretation of the character. I will check out other ones eventually. Yeah, I'd, I would say watch the Pierce Brosnan one as they've aged better than the, the early Bonds. Yeah. <laughs> um, but they're not kind of amazing, but there's definitely a couple of classics there. Yeah, but I thought no time to, it packed an emotional punch, which I'd never thought I'd see in a in a Bond film. Yeah, yeah. I may, this is... I may have welled up a bit watching it, but... Uh, <laughs> so I, got it wrong. Um, I got it wrong. The Billie Eilish song came out in uh, 2020, in February. So just before it all went to hell. <laughs> Back when 2020 was a really good year. <laughs> <laughs> we have, we have well, no time to die. Well, here comes... <laughs> here comes the two what, years. <laughs> what were the only things we had to worry about was the possibility of World War Three. Oh God, yeah, I forgot about that. And when Australia burnt <laughs> to the ground. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that, that was early yeah. 2020. 2020, start as you mean to go on for two years and ongoing. <laughs> so the next one we can all talk about because we've all seen this film and loved it and done a podcast on it, which was Spider-Man No Way Home. Yeah! The film that gave us the most joy since Paddington 2. Yes. Should I watch should I watch Spider-Man No Way Home? How much how much capacity does your heart have for joy? It's just I'll let you two go on this one because I've gone. Yeah, no, good 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 fucking film. I mean, like obviously not the most highbrow thing ever. I was just excited to see Andrew Garfield and Toby Maguire again. Spoilers, oh, by the maybe way. Maybe should have been a spoiler alert. <laughs> but, um, you should have seen it by now. People should have seen it by now. I mean, what? It's Fuck been, the pandemic, right? It's been over a month. It's been yeah, a month. It's, it's quite easy to see on Twitter and Facebook now. All the yeah. Well, I, and I mean, I remember, on, I, on the day it came out, it was easy to <laughs> see. Well, we... Were we following the same rules as when Endgame came out? Was it a two-week spoiler filter and then... Yeah, let's say, it's, talk it's about literally... It? Um, it came out a month ago yesterday, so... Yeah, like, sorry if you've not seen it, but also, it's kind of obvious. Like, did you really yeah, think they were going to have Doc Ock and Green Goblin in it and not bring back the other Spider-Man? Like... <laughs> yeah. But, uh, yeah, like, um, I mean, Tom Holland's cracking in it as well, though, obviously. Like, he's... um. Probably the best I've seen him in an MCU film. Yeah, and I also said this in the, the last podcast that this is the one where I'm convinced he is actually a good actor now. This one is of the best, only. Uh, sorry, go on. this is his, this is his best performance since uh, that lip sync performance of Umbrella of Rihanna. <laughs> <laughs> that is amazing. Uh, that is an amazing video. Actually, <laughs> like, it's good. It's a good film, though. Like I was surprised how much emotion it made me feel, considering that MCU films are largely treated as sort of fast food films. If that makes yeah. sense, you know, and like it, it showed how good he is an actor. That Andrew Garfield and Tobey Maguire are both really good actors in their own right. I, I personally think Andrew Garfield did steal the show, though. I yes, think he really, came, he really came through in that film. Yeah, I've still only seen it once, though. I was going to try and see it again when I came up to spend Christmas I, with... I do um, want to go and Ed, see it again, actually. But so. Omicron was surging, and I didn't think it was... A, yeah, there's uh, loads of... So I want to see it again, but there's loads of other films that I also 
want to yeah. see that I haven't. I, so I'm still kind of going off my initial impression, but the more I sort of sit and think about it, I've not soured on it or anything or thought that like, oh, maybe that's actually not as good. Like I'm still chuffed that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield are in it. It's still nice to see all the sort of classic villains again. And uh, it's just a good film. Actually, I say we say Andrew Garfield stole the show, but Alfred Molina, I I think, yeah, he, he comes he in a very well. very close second, and then yeah, of course, Willem Dafoe. Willem Dafoe. I mean, yeah. Willem Dafoe does steal every single scene he's in, though. Mm. Like, I actually think, even though it was a shame that they got rid of the goblin mask so quickly, it did give us a chance to see more of his like his face is ex- what makes his him face. such a good actor, though, isn't it, Willem Dafoe? Yeah, he's expressive yeah. as fuck. Yeah, also, that, just that, that bit where he's like, mm. <laughs> Norman's on sabbatical. <laughs> yeah, the the, uh, the the fight scene between Norman and uh, Tom Holland's Spider Man. Brutal, it's, wasn't it? It's, it's brutal. For, for a Marvel uh, film, it was quite. I can't uh, believe that canonically Willem Dafoe's Goblin killed Aunt May. Like, that's just insane. Like, I can't believe they actually did that. I saw a tweet this morning and it said, uh, gee, thank you, Peter, for curing me of my goblin brain. Now I'm going to go back to being a billionaire who makes weapons for the military. <laughs> <laughs> I think yeah, I'd rather, I think yeah. rather him be Green Goblin. Uh, what, just committing minor acts of terrorism <laughs> as opposed to the larger acts of terrorism? With his own weapons. <laughs> at, least, at least he's made them himself. <laughs> so, oh my God, self-made entrepreneur. Because he murders five people. <laughs> Um, so, my next one is also an Andrew Garfield film. He had a good year. Oh, I also saw this one. Uh, which is the biopic of Jonathan Larson, who wrote Yay. the musical Rent called Tick, Tick, Boom. Yes, I, I actually um, finally watched this just at the very end of 2021, I think. Very good film. Um, very, very Andrew good. Garfield can sing. He can sing. He's really good. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's so surprising. But then when you looked at it, he went to an acting school. <laughs> Like yeah. one of the big ones in the UK. Um, Clearly, yeah. he's he's a he's a double threat, actor and singer. Yeah, um, his character is quite annoying in it though. Yeah, like, yeah. But I think that's because he's meant to be so determined to get what he wants. He sort of forget. He leaves everyone behind, sort of. My favorite thing was that uh, Andrew Garfield has my hair, so I was like, "Good, <laughs> I can be famous and have unkempt curly hair. It'll be great." But yeah. um, I think my issue with this film is the best songs right at the start. Although um, Therapy's really good. Th- yeah, that, that one's one, good. Um, Boho Days. and uh, But yeah, so All the songs is, are good, but yeah. it, it, the, the, the opening number is the best one in the film. Also, I speak as someone who this happened to. Um, I feel like the... Is it called Sunday? The sequence in the diner. Yes, that is going to be lost on a lot of people. The significance of a lot of the people in that scene, because it certainly was on me until I went yeah, and read and about it. And it's all like musical like, theatre cameos. For yeah, about like five if minutes. you're if you're a musical theatre fan, you you will have the big come over that song. It's like <laughs> the, anyone who's anyone is like in that scene. It's good. It's cool. But I, it was kind of lost on me. But I imagine if you're a musical theatre. Like, no, you'll be like, oh my God, yeah, look at all these people. That's what I, I was watching it and I was like, I don't get what's going on here, but I'm guessing if I asked my musical theatre friends, they would know exactly who every single person is. Yeah. But it's directed by Lin-Manuel Miranda, so it's not exactly yeah. surprising. How, how aggressively did they have to wrestle him to the ground, do you think, to stop him casting himself in the lead role? I know. Oh, it's also <laughs> this, I saw a tweet like that about his Encanto that came out where he wrote yeah. the, the songs for it. 
But um, have you have you seen Encanto? I have. It was all right. It's, yeah, it's okay. Yeah. yeah, it's all right. Abuela's a fucking it. cow. Just want to put that on the record. <laughs> I've 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 not seen it. Um, it's it's on my list. I saw it pop up. It's nice to um, look at, and the songs are good. That that's it. Yeah, but when you've got a two year old niece who's very impressionable by it, you watch it. Didn't, every um, fucking day. Didn't win the Golden Globe for best animated film. It, it would not have surprised me, but there was quite a few um, Disney films that could have won that last year. So. Well, the, the, the yeah. one an animated film that should have won it wasn't even nominated. So. What was that? Uh, Mitchell's, Mitchell's versus the Machines. Ah, still not seen that. Ah, it it it, 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 would, it, it, it should make your top ten. Um, that was probably my favorite film of last year. Okay, so nice. we'll move on from Tick Tick Boom. Tick Tick Boom. Yeah, uh, go and watch it, Jason. It's on Netflix. Yeah, I'm aware of the story of uh, Jonathan Larson. Um, it's quite a sad story, actually, because he never yeah. really... He yeah, didn't get it, famous it, until after he, he passed away when he was 35. He didn't really get famous until after he died. Yeah. yeah. So, they've kind of augmented it with um, the musical with the actual story of his life, haven't they? Like, yeah. My understanding is that the original Broadway or off-Broadway Tick, Tick, Boom is like... It's just sort of over the exaggerated yeah, it, songs about his life yeah, and then it's, it's interspliced like with what happened. semi-autobiographical, but they kind of turn the film into his life story. It's done in a really cool way, though. Yeah. So. yeah. Um, number four, I believe you have seen this, Jason, actually. We saw John Cena and his tighty whities in this yes. film. Um, the Suicide Squad. I saw a yes. bit of this on Christmas Day. When the weird stuff was happening, <laughs> but um, uh, this was just so good. This film, this was, was, was great. James um, Gunn oh, let off the leash and being given full creative control over something is something that should just happen all the time. Yeah, Actually, I, 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 sorry, go on, go on. I, I, I watched it in the cinema and then watched it on Boxing Day with uh, Carla's parents, and they loved it. They they were kind of laughing at it as, as well, and it's just. It's really good. It's, it's, it's changed, everything changed I wanted done. from the first Suicide Squad, which is just unbelievable violence. <laughs> Catchy <laughs> tunes and there's not really much of a story. Suicide Squad, the power of incredible violence. It's, it's literally just that. It's like they have to essentially stop a giant starfish. <laughs> oh, which is, yes. you've not seen the whole film, well, but that is literally like what happens. I, I love Limp Biscuit. Yeah, it's... Um, <laughs> yeah. Basically, they have to go and take down a, a secret facility in like a fictional country in South America. And when they get there, they realise the American government's behind it all. <laughs> Based this- on what I've seen, um, all I can say at the moment is that the latest Muse music video, Matt Bellamy looks like um, Michael Rooker's character in that music uh, video. Yeah, it's just the opening. Talk about uh, it changed everything up. So when the advert came out, it made you think there was going to be about 30 members of the Suicide Squad. And most of them die and in the And they kill sequence. off about... Yeah. It's brilliant. 15 of them in that opening, like, 10 minutes yeah. or something. Yeah, it's I like, it's like first, game, first round of Squid Games level massacre, isn't it? Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's like characters from the original one are just killed off in this opening <laughs> scene as well. I do, I do want to see a spin-off uh, with the uh, detachable kid, though. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love that bit where he just goes around slapping people and everyone's like, what the fuck? <laughs> But, it's um, a good film, but it'll never be as iconic as Noon's Katana, she's got my back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's no there's no moments of that, but the best thing about the film, uh, um, Harley Quinn's great in it, but we saw we saw she was good in Birds of Prey uh, yeah, she's a, a couple of years ago. 
Um, but the best part of that film for me was Idris Elba and John Cena and Ratcatcher. Yeah, I, I, I just think John Cena, uh, John Cena kind of outshines the, that, that kind of peacemaker role and, you know, did it so well that they've, they've got a spin-off series. He's basically um, Captain America, Captain America, which is a prick, isn't he? Yeah, he, he, he's the Captain America, which they tried to create um, in Winter, uh, Winter Falcon Soldier. and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter Soldier, yeah. Um, so it's kind of Captain America where he actually does believe in this kind of America's the best. Uh, peace, peace, peace through kind of any cost. So it's quite funny. And Jonathan just plays it perfectly with this kind of straight pan um, comedic time. And he, yeah, his kind of, uh, chemistry of Idris Elba is just brilliant. I, I think it's, my favourite line Elba's in it is when right. Idris Elba says, You'd suck a dick for peace, wouldn't you? And he says, If, I was, if it was <laughs> between me and 500 dicks and peace, I would suck every single one of them. <laughs> And there's like a, the scene where they go and like it's basically a dick measuring contest where it's like they're trying to out outdo each other with like really cool kills and again unbelievably yeah. violent but great and <laughs> the main Suicide Squad in that film I think there's only about five of them which is also Polka Dot Man and uh, King Shark King Shark which is great yeah I think they, what, they, what James Gunn does point. really well is take characters you don't know at all and yeah it does a really good job of like making them like stand out like he did with Guardians yeah. of the Galaxy so. He, he gives each character kind of um, time to actually kind of relate to the audience or, you know, just give them enough time to actually so people remember them. Because if you go back to the original Suicide Squad, I couldn't, I don't think I can name them all. Um, I can name uh, two or three, maybe. Rick Flag, Harley Quinn, Boomerang. What about Slip Deadshot? Not? Deadshot? Oh, Deadshot, yeah, yeah. Oh my god! Maybe um, I love Suicide Squad. Uh, that was, I love Suicide that, Squad. That was yeah, Killer Croc. Was he something like that? that? It's just not a memorable yeah. film. But this one, it just no. it goes absolutely balls to the wall, insane. Which is what the first one should have done. Yeah, and I, I'd like to see James Gunn do Deadpool three personally. I think it. Yeah, I think it'll be good. But um, I think once he's done with Guardians of the Galaxy three, I think that'll be. Him and Marvel finish with then I think maybe maybe uh, yeah it, it feels like they've been kind of a bit maintaining a professional relationship as opposed to any other kind of relationship since uh, they fired him unceremoniously oh, he, he he was given that kind of extra Christmas special as well so maybe it is nice. uh, maybe uh, um, also why did the Suicide Squad hate birds so much. <laughs> <laughs> It's like there's that scene oh, yeah. right at the start where he throws that ball at the bird and then that guy just sets a bird cage on fire. <laughs> I, I don't know. It has been changed. Maybe has a fear of birds. But um, when I saw it at the cinema, I was expecting it to be violent, but not as violent as <laughs> it was made out. I think the first thing that happens is Pete Davidson has his face shot off. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, But yeah, so moving on. Did anybody in third place, did anybody see The Harder They Fall? No. Which was no. a western made for net. There's quite a few westerns that came out last year. So this one's about a gang of entirely black cowboys, which apparently there was a lot of, uh, yeah, in those days. But it's always white people in the films, and I say white people. It's always John Wayne because the film yeah. industry was. Um, but this is really good. Men. So it's got Jonathan Majors, who was at the end of Loki. Yes, uh, the man at the end of time, essentially. 
Um, he's a great actor. And so essentially, Idris Elba plays this sort of outlaw who kills his parents as a when he's a child, and he he scars a cross into his forehead so he can recognise him if he ever comes across him again. But it's just your basic story of revenge. So he goes and gets a gang together. And he's like, who wants to go and kill this guy? And they've all got like, each character's got like their own legend, like in the West and stuff like that. Yeah. And it's sort of like, it is very much like Django Unchained. Uh, again, the Keith Stanfield's in it. Who's in it. He's great. Idris Elba's in it. Uh, Zazie Beats, I think she's called, who was in Deadpool 2 as Domino. Yeah. And then just the supporting cast is amazing as well. So, it's a lot of fun. It's a great soundtrack. The guy does music videos, I, th- I believe, who directed it. It's his first film, and you can yeah, kind of, of tell. But it's done in a, a really, of, yeah. it's, it's done in a really cool way. Like a lot, a lot of directors start out with that, don't they? Sort of like doing music videos and shit, and then um, move on to the actual good stuff. Well, yeah, I don't want to spoil it for you if you haven't seen it because it's a really enjoyable film. Yeah. Um, so number two was the last night in Soho, which is the most unlike. Edgar Wright film I've ever seen. Yeah. Um, unlike any other Edgar Wright film I've ever seen, should I say. Because uh, when you think of Edgar Wright, you think of the Cornetto trilogy and Baby Driver, don't you? Which are all yes. fairly sin- similar in how they're made. But yeah, this one, it just hits you over the head with the big sad, shall we say. <laughs> it's got... um, It has a lot to say about, I think, how... Trauma so has an effect. Men, yeah, throughout, trauma uh, and men abuse women. Sort of how it's it, it's not a new thing. It's a constant thing, and it's sort of like the abuse of women is just sort of something that reverberates through history. Was the vibe that I got from it. Yeah. I know that a lot of people have had quite contentious opinions on it, so I don't want to state too definitively what I think it's about, especially because I'm not a woman. So, but I, I think, think it was um, written by a woman, wasn't it? Or co-written. And I think Edgar so. Wright normally writes his own film, so it's interesting to. I think he probably wouldn't have been able to get away with just him writing about it. No, no. Um, I think I thought it was interesting, kind of what it did. Uh, I was expecting it to, especially for Edgar Wright. And I like Edgar Wright, but I'll kind of be one of the first to admit that his films are very white and very male centric. So having the two, ultimately, two leads of the film be like, uh, a woman and a black man was quite nice. It felt like a nice change of pace for a, so, an Edgar Wright film. The, I can't remember the actor's name, but the black guy who she's friends with. Have you seen Attack the Block? Yeah. yeah. You're the little black yes. kid who hides in the bin. That was is, that, him. is that him? That was him, yeah. <laughs> I think in Attack the Block he's called Chaos. Or something like that. <laughs> I know, but, um, but no, yeah, like uh, I found it interesting that kind of um, sort of just the angle that sort of you know there's there's like a chain of abuse being set up there where like she was just constantly sort of used her whole life by men and stuff like that like the character that and then it goes um, full horror film yeah although in, in i did quite find a disturbing it, way i thought i did find it a little odd at that bit where she has that weird vision where all the sort of souls of the men are like screaming mm. at her and it kind of tries to make you sort of sympathetic to them because yeah but then it all... does something right at the end yeah where it's like haha we've tricked you true i just felt like it was a bit odd you know kind of like these are all people who 
on screen commit horrible acts of like sexual assault or violence towards one of the characters in the film, but then you're supposed to feel bad for them because they were killed violently. I'm like, mm, no, you know, reap what you sow. Yeah, I, I, I saw some people whinging about the 18 rated certificate, and I was just like, after watching that, I was like, this should definitely be an 18. Yeah, no, no, there's some heavy themes in it. Sometimes uh, stuff can be rated 18, not for like what appears on I think screen, if there's like abuse the implication. Themes it, I think yeah. if like abuse themes tend to make stuff like an 18. Yeah, no, no, uh, it's definitely, it, it, it can be quite upsetting at times, especially with some of the imagery in it. But um, I think it's. I think it's a good film. I might need to watch it again at some point to get kind of a better handle on what my firm opinion on it is. But I, I liked what I saw when we watched it. Yeah, so number one, uh, similar themes in this one was a pro- was Promising Young Woman. I haven't seen this one yet, but apparently it's, this is it's meant to be very good. Excellent. And again, sort of has similar themes to Last Night in Soho, where it's about a woman whose friend was sexually assaulted at college. And the guy got away with it because he was a... Do you remember a few years ago, there was that lad who in America who was a swimmer? And yeah. The, the uh, judge, I can't remember his the name. The judge let yeah. him off because he was a promising young boy. <laughs> yeah. So obviously the title on this is um, a play on those words. Yeah. Um, so this the story is this girl's friend was raped in college and committed suicide when the guy got away with it. And then she, she is a promising young woman because she was studying law and stuff like that. But because the boy himself who did it was super rich and very clever he got away with it because he didn't want to damage his career prospects yeah and uh it's just basically about people keeping it a secret uh because like her her best friend is married to the guy who did it and it's sort of like why would you not why would you marry this person and stuff like that and again it's another revenge tale essentially but a bloody good one with a very, very satisfying twist at the end after a very heartbreaking moment. Yeah. yeah it, was, uh, it was Brock Turner, by the way, who... Uh, that yes, was it, yeah. Um, just I, because, think he, I think he I was think just people, given community service, people, wasn't he? People should remember his name because that was an injustice. So, so yeah, I think the film... Fuck right off, Brock Turner. was written by Best. Emerald Fennell, I think she's called, and it won Best uh, Original Screenplay at the Oscars last year. Yeah, I a lot of people on my uh, like my Instagram were posting about how much they liked it. Uh, I know um, a couple of people who haven't liked it because they think it's an attack on men, and I'm just like, well, here's the news. It is. <laughs> it's not an attack on men. It highlights toxic yeah. masculine traits and how which, men do get away yeah. with a lot of stuff they probably shouldn't get away it's with. Like, all I'm it saying attacks. is, if you if you watch a film like that and you feel personally called out by it, it <laughs> maybe you are a problem. It, it, it might be time to do some healthy introspection. Is all I'm saying. Like, I'm not going to say. Like, I think it's a bit extreme to say everybody who feels attacked by that film is a rapist. Oh, yeah. But you definitely have maybe some unsavory traits. unsavory traits buried deep. Uh, unfortunately, I lived with quite mind. a few people at uni who would have hated this film because of that. And Jason's not one of those people. I just want to. <laughs> I just want to point out. <laughs> And James no, I mean, and Jack as well, it, for that matter. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Me, 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 like five or six years ago, would probably have also hated it. But like, <laughs> it's it's all just about personal growth, isn't it? So like, exactly. But um, yeah. Uh, what's she called? Kerry Mulligan is yeah incredible in this, and Bo Burnham's in it as well. I was going to ask if he was. Um, I feel like I remember hearing everything. I seem to see him in just turns to gold. Yeah, 
I mean, this if, isn't if, you, if you if you want to include <laughs> it, kind of Inside also came out in 2021. Yeah, which is that's something that's that I saw. Yeah, I've only I've only ever watched half of that, but I love what I saw. Um, yeah. you didn't get into the back half of it then, where it gets really, really <laughs> bleak, really quickly. I, I saw it yes. to um the Amazon song. Come on, Jeffrey, you can do it. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah, you did not get into the, the hardest yeah, that, parts of it. Yeah, literally, literally after that, I think that's when he starts to just you but, know, uh, those are my top ten of twenty twenty one. Very nice, very nice. But uh did anyone have a film they didn't enjoy that they saw last year? My least favourite film Black Widow. My least favourite film was Army of the Dead. Right. Well, I did watch that. It, and I, I didn't hate it, but I thought it was stupid. If zombie films sense. don't need to be nearly three hours long. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I did, I did get quite a lot of mileage out of the fact that the zombies had like a zombie king. So, like, and they have zombie sex when they so, yeah, the zombies so, were getting pregnant. It's like me and my. Fr- How does that work? They're dead. So me and my friends, like who uh, I was watching it with, uh, we were like referring to them as like as king zombie. I was just like <laughs> the combi. It's just maybe combi king b. Uh, but yeah, um, Black Widow I didn't enjoy initially but I watched it a second time a while back with subtitles up and I could actually oh, yeah. tell what everyone was saying <laughs> I, 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 could, I get to watch Black Widow but Ray Winston tries to do a Russian accent and it's oh, no. it's the Not worst great. accent I've ever he can't do accents I remember in The Departed he's meant to be doing like a Boston accent <laughs> and it's, like, it's just horrific it should have come out in like 2017 or it should like have come out 20... after Civil War yeah, like, why is it now coming out? Because we know that it's set between, is it Civil War and... Infinity War. Uh, Infinity War. So it's like, we know that she's not going to die till Endgame. So, like, there's no stakes in this. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, 2021 was, uh, despite not being able to go to the cinema much, I, I went to see quite a few films. Yeah, a, decent, a decent year for film. It was probably a year where kind of TV shows had to kind of take the mantle because of the lack of and streaming. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the majority of the films that you mentioned were available to stream while in the cinema or they ex- exclusively in, in kind of streaming services. Unlike um, selfish Spider-Man, <laughs> <laughs> which you know was the highest-grossing film this since, year. Cinema, since the, the rise tickets. of Skywalker. The cinema tickets yeah. are cheap, but the COVID is not. Literally, it, <laughs> I think uh, it made like six hundred fifty million, and then second place was Shang Chi with one hundred and fifty million. So you can see the. I think um, Fast and Furious Nine was, and James Bond. I think Spider Man, Fast and Furious Nine, and No Time to Die were like the top three films of last year, weren't they? Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Right, here's a question. I've seen people whinge about this on Twitter, on <laughs> film Twitter. Um. Especially watching No Way Home. Where do you stand on people cheering in cinema? Well, I like it. I, I enjoy it. I think it's the whole reason why you go to the cinema. Exactly. There's a guy I follow. He, he tweets good stuff. Um, but he was just like, I would walk out of this. People should shut up and sit in silence. And I was like, oh, fuck off, mate. This is great. Whole point, the whole point of the cinema is that communal experience. If you want to not uh, get kind of annoyed by people, just watch it by yourself in, exactly. in, uh, in your living room. Uh, which you yeah. can do nowadays, um, <laughs> streaming services. So, yeah, it's, it's you know, some of my greatest experiences in cinema has been a communal. It's like I remember uh, going and seeing Endgame with both of you guys, and both times during that portal scene, 
there was yeah. like visible emotions amongst the yeah, crowd, wasn't there? Wh- whooping and hollering. I, mean, I think yeah. when, when when me and Will saw it, there was like an audible like wow, wasn't there? And then yeah. I saw it in IMAX with Jason and James and everyone. It was there was like rounds of applause. Yeah, people um, people cheered in No Way Home when um, Andrew Garfield's Spider Man saved MJ, which I thought was quite cute. <laughs> like people were I, like, "Yay!" <laughs> I, I, I used to think, "Oh, this is a bit annoying," but I think it started when I saw the Force Awakens. Yeah, when, yeah. when Han Solo appeared the first time, and like everyone in the cinema started to be like, "Woo!" Yeah, um, I, I, I Force Awakens Force. still remains one of my favorite cinema going experiences. I've it, yeah, it's it's like, definitely my favorite because as as soon as Cav that a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away, I literally just hear everyone's goosebumps on yeah. the end of their I, I, when I saw it everyone sort of sat forward for me it was like it was the first time turn off your that, flash like, you fucking moron, fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> for me it was the first time I think I don't remember if I saw Revenge of the Sith in the cinema or not yeah, I think we I did it, but you were it was the, just a wee bear at the time I, I was I was <laughs> I was away and, um, and I was like um so for me, it was the first time I'd seen a Star Wars film in the cinema in 10 years, like literally 10 years, because it was 2005 and then The Force Awakens was in 2015. Yeah. So it's like, like I, I just remember sort of um, me and my friend, we, we finished early, we were at college and she was like, what do you want to do? And I was like, oh, we'll, we'll walk up to, we'll walk into town. And there was a view cinema in town. So we were just like, oh, Force Awakens came out today. Do you want to see if we can get any like? Because I think my first, my initial plan was I was going to go and watch it with Ed and Mum and Dad and everybody. But yeah, we had time. Like we, we it was like two p.m. I've still so got she, time. She was like, "Should we see if there's any tickets left?" And for some reason, there were like loads. Like we assumed it would be sold out pretty much all it was day during the day, wasn't it? Like, yeah. So like we and, we went uh, and like. Because there's like it have released like twenty screens, like that's yeah. the only thing you could watch that and Alvin and Chipmunks. <laughs> <To> <laughs> the view, the imagine view that I went like, to. when Alvin and the Chipmunks came out on the same day. If you got to the cinema, there was just like three skinned chipmunks just at the entrance. <laughs> the cinema. But no, yeah, like I, I remember we like we went in. It was like half two, and we managed to get like just into a fairly full screen still, but like it wasn't rammed. But we I, were just like, yeah. I saw it twice in twelve hours. <laughs> Um, I, I went did to the midnight show in Cineworld, I think, and everyone was dressed up at, at Cineworld. It was so <laughs> much fun. Yeah, because because we, we we went to the Odeon um, on midnight screening, and it was the same. I've never experienced anything like that. There was people queuing up outside the door, but because just I would know, just like I went and got my and like... tickets in November for it. So I had yeah, so... I, I, so a guy came out and he went, "Have you got your tickets?" I was like, "Yeah, I do." And he was like, "Go right in, mate." And me and Billy were just going through <laughs> that. Hey. <laughs> yeah, I guess same. Um, I remember kind of queuing up on, online to, to get tickets. It was like I had to try 30 times, and then we walked down to the Odin that day and printed them off. I'm like, yeah, boy. Yeah, I remember when um, we tried getting Endgame tickets, and me and you were trying at the same time, and we were ringing each other up. This time we got through. <laughs> like, yeah. no. And then like, just as I got through, Jason ran me up, and it was like, I got him. Yeah, I remember. I think I did a similar thing with him. Wait, kids, War. I didn't tell you how World War Two finished. <laughs> we, we won. <laughs> I I remember seeing Infinity War the day it came out. With I was I was living in Leeds at the time with um with my my uni friends. Well, they're still my friends. I don't know why I said it like that. But like um, 
But like I, I saw it with like my friends, and then I think I went home for the weekend the following evening, and Ed was like, "Do you want to go and watch it again?" I was like, "Okay, why not?" <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I always like when there's like a like a bit. I like event cinema. Like I know that it's rarely ever like highbrow or anything like that, but there's just something yeah. nice about like you know, it's. It's a popcorn film. Everybody gets in. Yeah. You all get well, excited. You get. Do you a think bit there'll sad, be another like happy. event film come out anytime soon? I reckon it'll be a few years before. Because uh, Indiana Jones Five's out this year. Is it? Yeah. That's probably the next event film. Or Doctor Strange yeah, Two. Yeah, is Harrison I, I Ford in it. He is. Yes. He is. Jesus Christ! They're, they're filming it here, I believe. Um, in Jason's house. Yeah, he's, <laughs> he's, um, kind of near kind of London area. Um, I've seen a lot of like pictures of like people like with, like kebabs in their hand, Harrison Ford in the photo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> he fucking, he fucking hates people coming up to him, doesn't he? <laughs> like, there was a video of <laughs> they were filming near South Shields up in uh, near Sunderland, and I just feel sorry for him just having to go to Sunderland in the first. I know, place. yeah. <laughs> Someone, someone's filming him, and he just can I have a picture. Oh fuck off! <laughs> like why? Why do you become an actor if that's your attitude to people wanting to talk to you? It's me and Jason had a lecture at uni called Terence, and he said he met Viva Mortensen once. And Terence said he was really drunk in like Trafalgar Square or something like that, and he saw him oh, walking across, I... and he went, "Hey, Aragorn!" Really drunk at him, and he was carrying his kid, and just went, "Fuck off." <laughs> that's, that, that's fair enough. <laughs> If you're with your kid and some uh, drunken person comes up to you. <laughs> hey, Aragon. It's like Lenny, oh, uh, like Lenny in The Simpsons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, are there any films you guys are looking forward to this year? If I'm honest, I've no idea what's coming out. I've completely lost track of <laughs> just everything. Say, just say Doctor Strange 2 or Thor Love and Thunder. <laughs> oh, actually, well, yeah, that is true. I am looking forward to Thor Love and Thunder. And um, if Sam Raimi's directing Doctor, Doctor Strange, Strange 2... 2 I'm actually looking forward to it then. Has anyone like, seen the group on Facebook called How Did Raimi Get Away With This? No. It's oh. where they've like taken lines out of context in the Spider-Man films <laughs> <laughs> just to make it mean fairly on the nose things. It's okay. like, oh, and everyone just comments on it. It's like, Jesus Christ, how did Raimi get away with this? <laughs> it, it's horrendous, but the person who likes incredibly offensive dark humor is just like, I like this, but I'm not going to get too involved in it. <laughs> Yeah, this will be my dark secret. Yeah, yeah um, uh, there's a uh, Spider Verse Part One. Oh, um, that comes yeah. out across the oh, shit, Yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to the the Buzz Lightyear film. For some <laughs> yeah, so am I. I think I, that looks quite I, fun. I, I watched the trailer. And I got like a bit emotional. Like I got like goosebumps. Like what? Yeah. What? This is. <laughs> I, I really hope it's like First Man or Space Odyssey, but with Buzz yeah, Lightyear I, in I, it. <laughs> I think it will be. I, I think um, I'm actually looking forward to it. Weirdly. Um, I think for me is the Northman, which yes. is it's got Alexander Skarsgård in it. It's made by Robert Eggers, who did the oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, Robert and, Eggers. Yeah. Oh God! But the advert showed. I saw the trailer when I saw the Matrix the other week. The advert showed what looked like a lot of the film. But I was just thinking, with it being this guy, there is definitely like much more to it. No, well, I don't want to watch 1917. That'll put me in a weird mood. Now sit down and watch The Lighthouse. <laughs> I think uh, Ed's looking forward to Morbius. Uh, I think it looks all right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I've, 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 I haven't seen the new Matrix. Oh, it's 
fucking shit. <laughs> <laughs> I saw it the other week and it was literally just like, it's meta, but too meta. Apparently, it kind of only came into existence because the Wachowskis wanted to retain the rights to the film. And and to do one, that, they well, they referenced that because another one. there's a bit where it's like, the Neo in the Matrix world runs a gaming company and they're like, our parent company, Warner Brothers, have said they're going to make a new game without us regardless. And I was like, fucking hell. <laughs> well, that, yeah, that's incredibly yeah. <laughs> And then it just keeps showing clips of the original film, just like, remember how amazing the original Matrix film Honestly, I'm surprised they didn't just, like, cast a trans woman to play Keanu Reeves' character at that point, given that we all know that's what the Matrix is really about. But there's barely any fighting in it, and he has this weird power where he just puts his hands up and everyone flies back. Oh, is Fun. Is there... Avatar 2 coming out this year. It, it is. Uh, well, I'm not sure. Really? It's come out in December. I'm looking forward to it because James Cameron's made two of the best sequels of all time. So yeah, wasn't it supposed to come to out in 2017? It was meant to come out in 2012, Will. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you remember that Avatar came out in 2009 and they, they announced the sequels. They were going to film it back to back. It's like, oh, filming four oh. sequels back to back. Fuck that. Fuck I'm, not even, I'm not even that interested in the Avatar. I don't care. I, yeah. I just want to see how the technology, what, what it's going to look like, is what I'm yeah. really as interested in. As but far as properties that have the name Avatar in them... It's not the best one. <laughs> it's not the best one, no. <laughs> but, um, yeah, James Cameron's made Aliens and Terminator 2. So, with yeah. this being another James Cameron sequel... I'm still uh, waiting for Titanic 2. Uh, <laughs> there is a Titanic 2, you know. There is, but James Cameron didn't... <laughs> two, two too tight, too tannic. <laughs> but um, I think we should wrap things up <laughs> right now. Because we've we got probably wrap three minutes up. and 39 seconds left. Yes. But, uh, I'm but, sure uh, we'll be back soon. We need to do another hot takes, I think. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. keep, I keep, I've said in the last few we should do the Matrix. So I think we should actually just do the Matrix now. Because Will hasn't seen it. So I'd like to see his reaction to it. Ah, oh, true. Um, I, yeah. Okay. Me and Jason, I love the first one. Don't know what Jason's thoughts on it are. Uh, overrated. Other than uh, okay, yeah, okay, overrated. But, um, I'll, I'll, um, I'll give them a watch then. My, uh, I think my we'll, 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 we'll just watch like the first one. We'll, we'll just watch the first. Yeah, I will mention the it's second the hand side one, but um, yeah. you don't have to watch. I mean, you can watch all three if you want, Will. But you know, on your head, it be depends. It. We'll, we'll see. <laughs> yeah. We'll see how I feel after the first one. But yeah, and then we'll, we'll have some music ones coming up as well. Maybe a guest again soon. Yeah, I mean, um, there's Frank Turner's new album out next month. It is, and so... maybe we should do a top ten songs of something once a month. Muse have released a new song, so maybe we could. Maybe not a we top have. ten, a top five. And it, and it, and it fucks. It does. Uh, yeah, that would actually that would actually make me have to listen to more new music than I currently do. Exactly. So, so let's wrap things up there, and we shall yeah. see you next time. See you next Bye. time. Goodbye. Bonsoir. Bonsoir.